Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute, where we're taking you to the volcano one minute at a time. It is Friday, and we are talking about Minute 48. I'm Jarf, and back with me are our guests, Alice and Michelle. Welcome back, Alice and Michelle. Hey there. Hello. <laughs> I'm so glad that you would make it. And we are covering, as I said, minute 48, which starts with Angelica pointing out that one of her paintings is in the restaurant. And it ends with Angelica about to recite her poem for the second time. So the painting in the restaurant, this is completely wild. It's in an interesting style with a style that looks like a comic book panel and then a more realistic section. And I really love the dissolve between the painting and them being in the scene. Yes, I admit, I don't get this part at all. (laughs) I don't know why her painting is of something that happens in the very next scene. I don't know if it's just like a a quirky thing for the movie or if it's supposed to mean something else but i don't know it's it's kind of funny though how like the the bubbles say like this is a real scene it's like yeah you find out in like two seconds but it's the very next scene in the movie is this whole film like his fever dream jumping into a volcano i don't like (laughs) so we do have a theory about that and we've talked about it earlier in the podcast so In A League of Their Own, Tom Hanks' character, one hot summer day, he falls asleep in the dugout, and Joe versus a volcano is the dream that he has while he's in the dugout. Are you familiar with the Indiana Jones Star Wars fever dream? So we have to give credit where credit's due. Our fellow Movies by Minute podcast, Indiana Jones Minute, they proposed that Indiana Jones is a fever dream that Han Solo has when he's about to be frozen in the carbonite chamber. I was thinking you were going to say the opposite. <laughs> I was like, what sounds more like a dream? <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. sounds more like a dream than Indiana Jones, yeah. I, I could 100% see it as the opposite, but I think it's easier in a dream to imagine yourself in the past because you can know what the past was than to imagine yourself in the future. I'm, I know geeks don't tell me that Star Wars is a long, long time ago. I know that, but it's futuristic because it's space. What were you saying, Michelle? Okay, well, then A League of Their Own would be the dream because that takes place in the past before Joe vs. Volcano. So, ha! That's true. <laughs> yeah. What if well, it's Joe actually, Volcano? He has a normal baseball dream. <laughs> That that is where my theory plays in the forties. That's where my theory falls apart. However, Tierney's way of explaining that away is that's why this movie is somewhat timeless and the costume design doesn't match the era. So this is someone from the past imagining what the future would like would be like. People didn't wear those kind of hats that Joe wears in the 90s to their librarian jobs. So there we go. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. 
<laughs> I still need to see a league of the or her, her, their own, whatever. Uh, what? I've never seen it, so I. What? Yeah, I know. I I just saw Bull Durham, so I'm like, is it that movie? I don't know. No, it's way better. Is it okay? I love that movie. I see that movie. Is it? Is that one Susan Sarandon too? Like in my, oh no, it's Gina no. Davis. Gina Davis. No, oh, same person. Gina no, I'm Davis. Just kidding. <laughs> same Madonna. <person>. Arguably, Laurie <laughs> Petty. That's role. I think he's, he's hilarious. He is fantastic in that movie. He's hilarious in *A League of Their Own*. I love him so much. But it's really Gina Davis in Laurie Petty's movie, yeah. and then and then Madonna doing her Madonna, Madonna thing. Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell, right? <laughs> so how how did we get to *Fever Dream*? Because <laughs> with the painting, yeah. Oh, so that's right. Pay- the whole yes. movie's a, 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 a not fever dream. It's not like he's having a fever. He has a fever, and then he jumps into a, <laughs> a volcano. <laughs> I, well, you know, it is. It, it's a quick fever, I guess. Technically, no, I don't know. A dying dream. I don't know what you call it. Brain cloud dream. A brain cloud dream. He's in hell. I don't. I don't know. After he left the doctor's office and found out about the brain cloud, he passed out on the street in the whole movie. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's imagining what his life could be. Yeah, because who would who would dream a a crappy job for so many years? (laughs) So let's go back to the painting and dinner because I am very curious to hear any theories that people have about what's happening with this painting. I I can think of a mundane explanation, but we're there in the scene. We look up at the painting. There's a, a text in the painting that says this is a real scene, and then we dissolve to the scene. So, did they transport in to the painting? Did she have some kind of psychic vision of what they were going to be doing on their date? Yeah. Like, I, I almost know. feel like I this... I have no idea. I almost feel like... I feel like we're talking about broad things of what this movie could be or would be or whatever, but... Like, almost That's like, what this podcast usually uh, is, no, I know, but to be I, honest. But I, mean, <laughs> but I mean in the sense of, like, this movie would have worked better if it was, like... A, like a parody of, of something, I almost feel like. Like something that is so out there, like a, you know, this is a real scene. Like it, it should have been like a, oh, now I can't think of any parody movie, but it, like it, anything where it's just, I don't know what it would be parodying. Are but. you thinking maybe Princess Bride, where it's a fairy tale, but it's yeah. it's a knowing fairy tale? Potentially, okay. yeah. Interesting. I mean, more like, like, the scare, like the the scary movie, like comedy movies, more like those kind of parody things. But yeah, Princess Bride is is a good point as well. It could be Angelica's idea about Hollywood in a way, kind of. Hmm. Like when they in the the minute, the first minute that we talked about, their last line is when um, she's asking him what he thinks of L.A. and he says like it looks fake, but I like it, and she says. That you know, this, this is a great town. It stinks, but it's a great town. <laughs> Which is kind of how I imagine LA to yeah. be. I've never been there. You know, I imagine like, yeah, it's probably some sucky parts, but overall, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of awesome. I don't know. Maybe it's her. I mean, her saying like this is a real scene could be something saying talking about movies or I don't know. So, do you want to hear the no fun interpretation of it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm just talking out of my yeah, right please. Now, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's what this podcast is. But okay. I look closely at the painting because movies by minute, that's what you do. And the couple, it doesn't look like Joe in no, the painting. So that made me think 
that this is just where Angelica likes to take her dates. It's a place that has a nice romantic view. And so when it says this is a real scene, it isn't the real scene of them. It's just a real scene that has happened before. And then they do the match cut and dissolve between the two just for flavor. Does that track? I like that. Yes, let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> let's go with that. Because I don't know any other way. So then we dissolve ourselves into the inspiration point. So they're parked in the car. Now, they did this dissolve between the painting and them being up on the hill in the car just for, as we said, flavor. Now, I'm very curious, just based on how their date has gone, what was the conversation that got them from the restaurant to this makeout spot? Because I, they don't seem to be clicking. I don't sense any chemistry. Yeah. And Joe doesn't seem like he has any intentions towards Angelica when they're in the restaurant. And Angelica sort of seems checked out and indifferent to everything. But once they're actually up there, he's acting really weird and very awkward. He doesn't know where to look. He seems bewildered by everything that she's saying. So... What would you what would you theorized happened at the end of the meal between the meal and up here in the car? Wow, I did not think of that before. Right. I mean, it's it's the idea of like say yes to everything, kind of you know near the end of your life. So like kind of the you know what, just say yes, just take every opportunity. But then when you mix it with the idea of you want to be as as happy as you can. He still doesn't seem to be as happy. He just seems to kind of be pulled along like, all right, mm. a volcano, all right, this, all right, that. You know, I'll say yes, I won't say no, but meh, whatever, I don't care. She can chat my ear off, I don't care anymore. I like that idea, say yes to everything. Yeah. Because I can imagine Angelica, they're looking at the painting and her saying, it's a really beautiful spot, would yeah. you like to see it? And then... Next, and in his spirit of saying yes to everything, he says, "Sure, I'll go along. I'm Tom Hanks, Goofy Tom Hanks." And and next thing you know, they're up there, and it's like, "But I I don't know what is actually expected of me here, but I agreed to say yes to everything. So here I am. I guess I'll say yes to your poem." (laughs) He is basically looking for. You know, we find out. And by the end, he's basically looking for Patricia the whole movie. So I think he, he noticed that um, that Angelica looks like Dee Dee and it didn't work out with Dee Dee. So, yeah, maybe he's like, okay, I'm not really feeling this girl, but we'll try it. See what's going on with her. Well, even like, well, that kind of reminds me of what I had been saying earlier in the week about not knowing that it was the same actress for all three people. So when he says like, I, you know, I feel like I've, the moment I saw you, I thought I'd seen you before. You don't get it at first, obviously. And then at the end, you get it, you know, but that was another, I guess. So, well, I mean, it was a surprise for everyone, but maybe, maybe not if they recognized her, but it was a surprise for me. For sure, to kind of be like, oh, okay, <laughs> now I get it. You have, all right, you've always been looking for Patricia. I got it. Yeah, so I don't know if that makes sense in no, the No, I minute. like that concept. But to your point, does it make sense in the minute? Yeah, because he hasn't met Patricia yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not in the minute, but it, it, it just reminded me because you yeah. said that she'd yeah. he, he'd always 
you know, been been looking for, you know, someone for that that one woman at the end. So, well, it still doesn't make sense. I, I don't know. He's looking for just somebody in general, somebody to maybe connect with in his his final days. You know, it could be just that. Yeah. It's it's a literal, you know. Oh my gosh, you're you're who I've been looking for my entire life. You know. Don't you think it's strange that he doesn't seem to notice that Angelica looks like Dee Dee? I think he does. Maybe Alice, you don't because you didn't recognize them as the as being yeah. the same actress the first go through. But he worked presumably with Dee Dee. For many years. Yeah. And here is, I, she, she's got her hair done differently, and she's got flashier clothes and makeup. Is is that truly enough for him to not recognize? Michelle, you think that he does see the similarity? I think there's maybe a little glimmer of recognition there. I mean, you see it when he meets Patricia. He, there's something in his face that kind of says, like, okay, something weird's going on here. I think when like, he meets does, Patricia, does he really, but I really just don't know her. about Angelica. Yeah. Sorry, Alice, oh, what no, were you saying? No, I'm sorry, I was just saying that, like, but does he really, really see her? Sometimes, you know, the people that, that we work with, whether we have some sort of office crush on them or, or you know, whatever, you know, do, do, I mean, it seemed like in the beginning he was kind of walking around, not really seeing, not really taking it in. I mean, I feel like if he saw Dee Dee on the, on the street, would he just pass her by and not recognize it? I mean, there was an idea that maybe he kind of, he, she was a crush that he ha- wasn't going for, but at the same time, it almost seems like he just kind of lived his life with tunnel vision and, alright, I go to work, I go home, I go to work, I go to the doctor, I go home. Now, I, that does track with his character, but just as someone who's watched this movie over and over again, it calls to mind that he has a whole speech where yeah, he says, don't you think yeah. that I notice that there's a woman there and, and yeah. I can smell her perfume? And, and, and if he isn't so charmingly Tom Hanks, it True. gets into territory that could mm-hmm. be actually a little bit creepy yeah but so so he has definitely noticed dd yeah that's true i forgot about that that part of the speech yeah hashtag team dd <laughs> i honestly don't remember what our main point was there any help <laughs> sometimes on friday we fall off the rails <laughs> this week this week that's has been okay. a fever dream yeah Oh right! Did he did he recognize Angelica as oh, looking yeah. like TD? Yeah, that was that was the question. I still think no. I think I think he's distracted by the razzle dazzle and just by what it, what is going on in his own life. He doesn't notice the similarity. And there's a weird textual thing about how DD fits into the puzzle anyway, because Angelica and Patricia are supposedly half-sisters. That's a little throwaway joke that they have later because how could they be half-sisters? They're identical. And he even says half-sisters. But according to the story, they're half-sisters. There's no, there's never any explanation for Dee Dee. Is she a long-lost third sister? A, a triplet? Or does Joe just imagine that Angelica and Patricia, so is he just seeing them through the lens of 
this first crush that he had, there's a lot of different ways that you can look at it. That idea that they have in multiplicity when when you really love someone, you start to see them everywhere. I have no response. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. There it is. Um, well, it seems like our well of theories has run dry, but I have to say, this week has been a lot of fun. Thank you we didn't, both. We didn't talk about her poem. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> let let me wind that right on back. And the fairy tales, our favorite fairy tales. Am I wrong? I'll be wrong. No, you're right. Both of those things don't need to happen. Great. <laughs> That's fine. So we do still have some content left. You're in luck, listeners. So Angelica asks, would you like to hear a poem? Yep. And then she unhappily recites this poem, again, as we were saying earlier in the week, reluctantly feeling like maybe she's going to be mocked. And what what are your reactions to the poem itself? Tell us the poem and tell it twice to us, Jarf, please. <laughs> I don't think that I'll remember it exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wrote it, I wrote it down. Oh, you wrote it okay. down. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Long ago, the delicate tangles of his hair covered the emptiness of my hands. Did I sound like Angelica? Oh, that was perfect. That was good. Again. Would you like to hear it again? Yes. <laughs> Long ago, the delicate tangles of his hair covered the emptiness of my hands. So who do you think the subject of the poem was? Tom Hanks' ugly, long hair... In the beginning. <laughs> That's all I could think about. I was like, oh my god, what is this hair? <laughs> this cute little mullet, yeah. Wait, did you like the mullet? No. <laughs> okay. No. Never like a mullet. One of our guests, Liz Whitaker, who was on the early, early weeks during the mullet era and had not seen the movie, had just seen the minutes that we we're talking about she saw him and she said the only thing that i want to do is just give him a haircut and i said just you know watch the rest of the movie you are in luck <laughs> i was very happy to see that too the first time i watched this i was like i don't know if i can watch tom hanks for a whole movie with a mullet <laughs> thank god they cut his hair yes thank goodness we actually get the scene of him getting the haircut in the movie i think they knew that we wanted that to happen okay but now who is she really talking about in her poem. I figured it was a long lost love. That's what it sounds like. Somebody that she loved before. Somebody that um, actually made her happy that she lost. That's what it sounds like to me. And covered the emptiness of my hand. That part is beautiful. It's like she's talking instead about her heart, really, is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with that. And as much as the poem is sad and beautiful... The way that she asks, would you like to hear a poem, is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's some of my favorite Angelica stuff. <laughs> and her timing is impeccable. So she asks, would you like to hear a poem? She recites the poem. Joe continues his glassy-eyed, I don't know what's happening expression. And then there's just the perfect little pause and then she swoops back in there with would you like to hear it again oh man 
That is my stuff right there. So tipping my hat to Meg Ryan for her comic genius. And again, I would love to see just dozens of roles for Meg Ryan playing these kind of over-the-top characters. So uh, thank you. So we're going to have Dee Dee versus the volcano and Angelica versus the volcano next, (laughs) what you're saying. Who's writing those? I think it's Dee Dee versus a volcano and then maybe romancing Angelica, like romancing the stone. I love that. Yes. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. So, Alice, thank you for reminding us to touch on the poem. Or what? Or was that you that reminded us? Okay. It's Alice reminded us about fairy tale friday okay credit is (laughs) credit where credit is due thank you michelle and fairy tale friday is a feature where we asked our guests to say their favorite fairy tales in every medium in every medium or just anything? Did I say every medium? I don't know, I don't, I don't know if you said every or any, because every is like, <laughs> what I do I have to I think did. of? I, don't <laughs> I, I think I did say every. My favorite anime. Any. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's go alphabetical. Your favorite anime fairy tale. My favorite sculpture. Your favorite no. audio. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like only Alice did her homework. Shame on you, Michelle. (laughs) So why don't we let Alice go first, and then Michelle, maybe you can use that time to think about what is your favorite fairy tale in any medium. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think kick us off. I I think sentimentally, I remember. So I used to have a a book of fairy tales. My dad would read me bedtime stories when I was little. Um, Not like yesterday, but when I was little, and he read me the the frog. Prince, um, and and it just and I think it was just I don't really remember exactly what happened in the Frog Prince besides obviously the ending, but I just remember kind of the gentleness of in the in that story in particular. It was a princess named Jade, and she was tossing this golden ball up in the air, and and that, and that was just a very you know just in a sentimental way, um, you know, hearing hearing that from my dad. Um, but I think modern. Lee, modern wise, I, I would I, I would guess the Notebook is you know for Nicholas Sparks the Notebook is very much a, a fairy tale for sure. Um, Nicholas Sparks movies are a bit of a mixed bag, but yeah, I mean that's I mean how how beautiful is that? Um, if you haven't seen the the Notebook, I won't spoil it, but there is some death in there, and that is probably the way that I would want to die, not jumping into a volcano. Well, thank you for that. You know, I actually have not seen The Notebook. Yeah. When you say that it's a fairy tale, do you mean in the romantic, the romantic sense? sense? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. And the first one was, frog you said Prince. Princess Jade. Oh, the Frog Prince. Yeah. I, I don't know why in that story it was like, it was a princess named Jade with a golden ball, but... At least in in that storybook that I had, yeah. Okay, the Princess Jade and the Golden Ball, that was in The Frog Prince. Yeah, yeah. Did you like the the Disney adaptation from, uh, what was it, 10 years ago? Yeah, right, so? it's 10 Princess years ago, my God. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure, yeah, that was good, that was great. I mean, I'm not, you know, at least for The Frog Prince, I wasn't saying it necessarily for the story, because I basically remember the beginning, and I remember, you know, she kissed a frog, and he became a prince, you know, what what else is in that story? Um, but yeah, th- 
the Disney movie, you know, great, great movie and first black princess, very, very much needed in the in the Disney can't not well, I guess canon. I don't know what word that would be, but yeah, in the in the Disney library for sure. Yes, agreed. Maybe not the best dating advice in Princess and the Frog. Right, yeah. Yeah, or or in the notebook. Uh <laughs> in the in the notebook, the guy is like a a jerk to the to the girl at first too, I feel like, and really a little bit creepy and that yeah. See, she probably grew up reading the Princess and the Frog right. and was thinking, Oh, you I, I, I can I can kiss the frog and it'll jerk, turn into if a I'm prince. A creep, and... I'm gonna get the girl Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Michelle, did we stall for enough time for you to think, think of so. one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one that really came to mind was, in terms of classic fairy tales, probably Hansel and Gretel. Hmm. Because kind of more, in my movie watching, I'm kind of more uh, horror inclined. If you uh, have been following me or reading me for a while, I love horror movies, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the most horrorish one I can think of at the moment. Oh, yeah. It's, it's freaky as heck. Oh, yeah cannibalism and burning people alive i love it throwing yeah, a witch in an oven then yeah, yeah. <laughs> for modern you gave me the my answer for like a modern one i mean the princess bride was you know like a lot of kids who grew up when i did it was one of my my favorite movies and i watched it probably a couple hundred times when i was young and my my parents actually used to tell me that i would play the movie but I would sit with my back to the TV and I would just say all the lines. That's so, yeah. fun. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was a big movie for me. And I, I still love it even as an adult. And watching it now, it hasn't changed or lost any of the, the fairy tale magic. About it, I, I really have to watch it one more time because I, I feel so bad. You're going to hate me. I didn't like it. I really, really? I want my like feminine princessy kind of thing like it's in the same way as i don't really like like mulan and and ones that aren't like kind of traditional feminine princessy like, like there, there's obviously a, a place for mulan um gosh i can't remember who i mean moana but i'm trying to remember like other princesses that like aren't quickly getting married and although i guess in, in princess bride <laughs> there was there was some love in there but princess bride wasn't like only romance, I guess. I don't know. It wasn't fencing, fighting. It, it wasn't. Torture, it was. It, it had. <laughs> it had some funny <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah, it had some funny things, but I almost feel like it wasn't my genre. I guess. I think part of it is definitely. It's definitely a nostalgia thing, but you know, you fall. You you're still in love with the things that you loved as a kid. But yeah. I think maybe if I looked at it a little more critically now, maybe I'm sure I could find things about it. But I don't like to do that. I. It's still makes me happy and brings a huge smile. Yeah. And I love it. You can't go wrong with The Princess Bride. And Michelle, if you'd like this format of podcasts, friend and two-time previous guest of the show, Jonathan Carlisle, did a Movies by Minute podcast of The Princess Bride. And and that is complete and available to Ah. binge. I feel exactly <laughs> the same way. It, it, it's the one. It's the one that got away because I didn't learn about it until it was over. I could talk for hours about that movie. <laughs> same, but instead we talked for hours this week about Joe versus the volcano, and again, it was a ton of 
fun. We came up with some uh, fun new movie pitches that I have to work on. So uh, expect in uh, cinemas near you in coming years, Dee Dee versus the Volcano and Romancing Angelica. We have to think of a third one to round out the trilogy. Something with, um, oh gosh, I can't remember his name, the limo driver. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna I was thinking of the suitcase guy. I can't remember. I'm like, Mr. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Suitcase. I don't know. I'm trying to think of it. Maybe one of the side characters. Save, <laughs> saving, I don't know. Saving Mr. Suitcase. I don't know. <laughs> saving Mr. Suitcase. It is. <laughs> um, okay, awesome. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to plug as we wrap up the week? Michelle, do you want to shout out your websites one more time? Oh, my article? Yeah. Actually, if you want to read read me talking about Joe versus Volcano more, uh, I have an article up on F This Movie, and um, I've written a couple other articles for them, too. And you can also find my past writing on uh, Wicked Horror and Ghastly Grinning. And where can people find you on social media? Uh, mostly I'm just on Twitter. At Michelle N. Egan, talking about movies and a bunch of other stuff. So come say hi to me. I like talking about movies with other people. Awesome. And Alice, how about you? Where can people find you on yeah, social media? Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Ali Mezh, A L I M E Z H. And then you can find me on Facebook, Alice Lauren. Lauren spelled L-A-U-R-E-N. And, I mean, make sure that if you <laughs> request me, that you message me, let me know where you heard me. Um, I'd love to talk to you. I've been on a ton of other fun podcasts, movies, and otherwise, and watched a lot of things for the first time. <laughs> and, yeah, I'd love to I'd love to, to talk to you. I just watched Star Wars uh, for the first time and talked about it on a podcast. And I think that should be out pretty soon, so I'll, I'll tweet about it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Man, it's, what podcast were you on talking about Star Wars for the first time? I believe it was the Aging Hipster Podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just did a podcast last night, too. I'm not sure when it's going to go up. Um, my friend has a uh, romantic comedy podcast. Oh, really? And uh, we talked about the movie The Holiday. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, or actually, I have um. If you go on, uh, please be yeah, please be seated. Podcast, uh, podcasters Luke Allen and I did a whole uh, like five episode series about Monty Python movies and things. So I watched oh. a lot of those things too. So very cool. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm familiar. Podcasting prodigy Luke Allen. Oh, he's the best. He's incredible. Oh my gosh. Michelle, what's the name of your friend's romantic comedy podcast? Uh, It Pod to Be You. It Pod to Be You. Like, It Pod to Be You. Exactly. Very cute. That's cute. I love it. Okay, great. Well, thanks again to both of you. And listeners, we will be back next week to talk more about Joe versus Volcano. And if this podcast so far has been any indication probably anything else under the sun so who knows prepare yourself for that in the meantime you can follow us on instagram and twitter at joe versus minute and on facebook in the joe versus the volcano listeners luggage raft so long folks we are headed out away from the things of man my friend away from the things of man bye I'm gonna go in the volcano blue
Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler. 